just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Ra-da-da. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll also read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, June Hernandez, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your copy today at LanceByChance.com. Fans, welcome back for another week of the Working Fans Podcast. And Dave, WrestleMania weekend was so big that this is WrestleMania weekend review part two including the indies because you caught a couple shows with me but yeah between the gcw collective package and the iwtv set of shows it was it was a long weekend brother <laughs> how happy are you not to be watching wrestling at the moment how, how many? Uh, I got my break in, I guess. I didn't watch as many shows as you did. How many shows did you watch? I want to say 12 or 13 total. Yeah. And that's uh, going up till today because mm-hmm. I couldn't fit in all the shows I wanted to watch this weekend. Did you end up watching any of Mania? Like live or anything? Uh, Mania live, part of night one, but I fell asleep during most of it. Yeah, I had to I was... go back and catch some stuff. Right, right. Because we were watching stuff uh, at your house at the end. So and with Peacock not having a rewind option, yeah, by the time you would have tuned into Mania, it would have been... And my brother had no idea that Peacock didn't have a rewind option, so (laughs) there was one point on night two of NXT, I caught just the end of the Balor cross match, Mm. and I caught all the unsanctioned match. Did you catch NXT this week on Tuesday night? I know it's off the subject. I caught part of it. I did see Kushida take that Cruiserweight title, which I Mm -hmm. am very excited about yeah and then i didn't really catch too much else that stuck now the other thing i mean cross opened the show and you know kind of almost a baby face promo really good at feeding off the crowd i thought and big thing of course they had all the champions from the weekend which is very interesting to see like how nxt has really propelled these ladies in the direction it almost seems like there's an emphasis more now on women's wrestling in wwe like you know in a new direction at least like with bel-air ripley and then Raquel down in NXT. I thought that was the big takeaway this weekend from the big guys anyway. was basically And it. a lot of those champions that they've propelled that have been at the top of that ladies division have come through NXT or they've mm-hmm. been top level indie stars that have made their way in. But it's mostly mm-hmm. been NXT. Yeah, right, right. As far as the females go, especially. Yeah, and that group, that group right there. Yeah, a lot of talent. Uh, I mean, Bel Air. I know we're getting a little off subject, but just hey, I like talking what well, I like talking about. Bel Air, uh, I remember like when she first came out a couple years ago, you know, she was doing that big hair thing, and I was like, it's fucking silly. I don't know about this. And then, you know, like she was like maybe in the middle of the road. She just debuted. Back then at NXT, 
Like they would debut people, even if they had promise, and they might put them in a competitive losing match. This is kind of see how they were. And I don't know, I didn't really do it for them. Then like it was like almost quickly, very quickly within that year, she started becoming, you know, you could see the improvement. I'm like, okay. And then they started pushing her, and then you're like, okay, okay. And then man, when she just this year she just really started to take off and to see that emotion on her face that night with Banks at Mania One to me, that was like the most real thing I've seen on a major WWE event in a long time. So Yeah, and cool. like you were talking about with Pat Oates, it's different to see them pushing not only women, but women of color in the yeah. main event. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Like that is not something that traditionally WWE has done well or done much of. Nope. But to see them propel Banks and Bel Air to where they deserve to be and give mm-hmm. them that top spot, that was a good note to the end of night one. And I will never doubt that hair whip again. I saw the welt on Shasa's <laughs> side. It opened up skin when she whipped that son of a bitch. We don't need to do that spot too often. That shit looks like it hurts. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I couldn't believe that. Now, yeah, we're going to... Anything that you covered with Pat Oates, I'm going to j- like lightly graze over because you guys went over it more. Stand yeah. and deliver night one. Kushida and Pete Dunne. I was so happy to see that match kick off the night. Great pace. As far as the gauntlet match, I would have preferred to see LA Knight win, Swerve yeah. Scott win, but mm-hmm. Bronson Reed wasn't the worst choice. Match was better than I expected. Like It was a really good a gauntlet match. They, they tore it up. Everybody did really well. Walter Ciampa was everything that it was promised to be. Like I, I got to go back and watch that match because that could be match of the year, even though it's still really early. Walter's my like favorite wrestler the more and more I watch that guy. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the tag match and the ladies match were amazing. Killer. I'm going to go now to the IWTV Presents Family Reunion Part 1. Now, this was held at the 8-1 Brewing- Bay Brewing Company in Tampa, and they had like a good space for a ring. The standouts on this card, I told you I've never seen this guy called a very good professional wrestler before. Right. His charisma in the ring was incredible. I am surprised like if there's a indie wrestler that I haven't heard of. Not that sure. I know a ton, but I feel like I watch way too much wrestling and anybody that would be on those fringes, I would find. But I haven't been on IWTV in a while, so this was a Camp Leapfrog Presents match. And I think I'm going to seek out more of his matches. Mm. Also, there was going down the card a little bit. Wheeler Yuta, who we've seen at Beyond versus yep. Adam <clears throat> Priest for the contendership. Yes. Of the IWTV independent championship and Wheeler won that spot. So at some point he's going to be going up for the title. And later in this review, a former guest of the show also has an IWTV title shot. Or I, IWTV Independent Championship shot. David Starr, where you at? <laughs> uh, Dominic Garini took on Robert Martyr in a UWFI rules match. Oh, yeah. We talked presented about that. by Paradigm Pro. And I even found out that Paradigm Pro puts on a UWFI rules show. Mm. So IWTV, since we don't have a code, use code BTSPOD. That'll get you one free week. And you can check out the amazing run of shows they got. Mm. Now, had the last two matches on the show were Jake Crist and John Wayne Murdoch for the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight title 
John Wayne took it off Jake Christ. It was a hell of a match. And Lee Moriarty versus Edith Surreal for the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. My man, Edith. <laughs> Moriarty kept that title. That was a hell of a match. And uh, seeing Edith Surreal's entrance was surreal. quite something else. It was, it was surreal. <laughs> now, next up, I watched GCW Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. Mm. Now, I wish I could remember the two that did it, but there were two guys that did like a Spanish fly off of a wall through some tables. Ooh. Had to be like a good 10-foot fall. Nobody died. <laughs> That's good. No. <laughs> In the first match, it was a six-way match that oh. had this guy, Ninja Mac, who, mm. once again, never heard of, but he had some real like karate-type moves. He Related to out. Rodney Mac, former? No. Never mind. <laughs> no, we, uh, we don't talk about that, gentlemen. <laughs> Also on this card I thought was weird was Gino Medina versus El Hijo de Canis Lupus. Whoa. Yeah, Lupus. and that match ended up in like a no contest. Mm. It was a weird ending. Atticus Kogar versus Trey Lamar. We saw him later in the weekend. Jordan Oliver versus Everett Connors was a hell of a match. Myron Reed showed up at this. He lost to Dante Leone. And Jimmy Lloyd took on Starboy Charlie, who was a fucking name we couldn't stop giggling at all oh, weekend. Yeah. But I mean, the kid's 18. He's out there wrestling. He was on the main event of Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. So yeah. that's got to say something about it, even if he's tiny and such a youngin'. He's, he's trying to scrape up, all right? He's a little scrappy guy. He's coming up the ladder. <laughs> Now, the next thing we watched was something we all watched together, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6. Mm -hmm. Did this event live up to the hype that you had for it going in? I mean, I really enjoyed it. So, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was really hyped for this whole thing. And I would say we talked about this. Like, you know, he used to start off hot. Like, I didn't feel like it was a hot start for this show. I felt like we built and we built and we built, and it got really good towards the end. Yeah, but when so. you listen to post-wrestling, John Pollock really liked that first match. So I yeah. I got to go back and watch it and see if – I can't imagine we were reading it wrong. It seemed like a clunky match, and mm. it didn't seem like a typical blood sport match. You know, sometimes it's just, too, like we're all talking and stuff like that, too. And, you know, maybe John was focused and – you know, like just ready to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, you know? Like for me, this was probably the second best blood sport. I don't think you can top Barnett Suzuki. No, I, really Barnett enjoyed, I, I did enjoy Barnett Mox though. I, yeah, I that lived up to it. Rocky Romero and Chavo. Mm-hmm. Schlack bled like a maniac. Shock was Schlack, very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he was a deathmatch guy that I was wondering how he was going to work in this fight. And when, you, yeah, when you see him bleed, you're like, okay, yeah, he did what he needed to. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Leo Rush was in this too, where Leo Rush popped up a couple times this weekend, and it was good to see him on some indie events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, moving on from Bloodsport, the next thing I watched was ICW No Holds Barred Volume 11, Then and Now. This was also at the 81 Bay Brewing Company. This didn't have a ton on it. Justin Kyle versus Bruce Santee. Never heard of these guys, but the hype video they did leading up to this made me want to check out their feud. Tony Deppen versus Daniel Garcia. That is a good match that yeah. opened the show. Dan Moff versus Calvin Tankman. Okay. Was everything you'd imagine it to be. The headliner of the night, the main event, 
was New Jack and the Carnage Crew versus the Rejects. New Jack, still going. And I don't know what I expected of this match. I probably had a little too much expectations on it. Sure. But the match started as like a three-on-two brawl throughout the arena. It's going wild. It, exactly what you'd expect. Then in the last eight, five minutes, New Jack, New Jack. comes in. Music they play Natural Born Killers the whole yeah. time he's out there. He beats people up. I guess it's everything you want, but I think I just built it up too much for myself. Right, right. And it's probably everything New Jack would do at this point in his career in life. Yeah, I also <laughs> had it kind of like set up at work while I was doing other stuff. So, you know, I was watching, but I was kind of like... Joe wanted point, a near-life death experience. He wanted New Jack to go out and start stabbing people, throw some off a scaffold. Yeah, he just wants I, dark side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought there was going to be more to it, but it, it was good enough. It the ICW shows and everything they held over at eight one Bay brewing looked great as well as what they did at the Cuban club for the fight events. Mm. Now going back to the GCW, we got GCW acid cup day one Colby Carino versus Calvin Tankman mm. was beating you expected Yeah, Laredo kid versus Braden Lee dragon Bane versus KTB. It was cool to see some luchadors come into GCW it's not that it never happens, but I see a lot of deathmatch wrestling on GCW. They'll bring in some bigger guys, your Dickinson's, your Jordan Oliver, your Myron Reed. So seeing some, even a and Aramis, it was cool to see them on the card. Lee Moriarty versus this dude, JJ Garrett. If you get a chance, you got to look up JJ Garrett. He looks like a young Scott Steiner. Oh. And he's got some. So Got some interesting moves on him. So, Chef Boy, I leave Morati versus hey. Double J Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Now, like the next thing we watched Spring Break together, you caught yeah. most of it. Yes. What I did do you... know about the end because I had already seen that before we watched it. I didn't spoil that for you. <laughs> yeah. That was a hell of a between Gregory Iron having Virgil in his corner. That I saw the next day. I actually made a point to watch it after you told me that, by the that way. That was. <laughs> what did you think of Virgil's performance? Uh, it was Virgil. <laughs> it was, Virgil, it was Virgil. Virgil. Yeah. But the big story, I mean, at the end of that night, Mox and MDK face to face. Yeah, squaring off after an already brutal death match. A lot of light tubes, light tube cubes. There was a scaffold. Mm -hmm. It was glass tables. This thing had everything in. It was a hell of a main event. It was, I mean, Chris Dickinson versus Joey Janela was shortly before this, which was amazing yeah. too. Joey dressed like Bam Bam Bigelow. We had Rich Swan versus Lee Moriarty, Masada versus Atticus Coger, mm -hmm. Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver, and Leo Rush coming out with a Blackheart gimmick, something I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to see him try out a gimmick because I've always just seen him as Leo Rush. Right, something different. And then, yeah, so the main event, though, uh, that was Ricky Shane Page against MDK, right? Before Mox yep. got out there? Yeah. And did Ricky, yep. uh, did MDK actually win the title that night? Yeah, he won the title back. Yeah. Okay. So good and for him. And that's been a long-term storyline that GCW has strung out. And the Indies not always known for their storylines, but, like, I put over GCW all the time. You can watch them on IWTV or go on the Fight app and buy their past events. They're the ones that have popularized Bloodsport, Joey Janela's Spring Break, oh, and yeah. even their own shows they run are amazing. 
And they've always done big things for spring break and brought back people you wouldn't necessarily think that you would bring back for shows, too. Oh, yeah, they've had Marty Jannetty there. I mean, that's how he's been involved almost every time. Mm -hmm. Dan uh, Severin once. Yep, Dan Severin. And then, yeah, I said the great Sasaki. And then now, you know, they got Mox, who uh, I would, I mean, it's really a stretch to say that, maybe with the exception of Jericho, Mox is like the biggest name star in the world right now that's not WWE. I would have to say so just because he's dipping his toes in so many different waters, mm-hmm. like getting himself New Japan. Yeah. I thought he was going to lose the title. He, he's still holding it over there. So that says something. Yeah. He's in AEW contention. I think mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before he does hopefully something with impact. He's got mm-hmm. this with GCW. It's sky's the limit for him now. And I was expect that he'd be slowing down soon, but you know, with his kid coming, but he just keeps going and going. Got to get all out of the system before <laughs> Renee puts the kibosh on this. <laughs> Can't be jumping through razor wire with a kid on the way. <laughs> I think somebody showed something. It was might have been before the Barnett match. I think it was Renee tweeted out, like, so excited. And then, you know, it started going on, and she's all the blood. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the next thing I watched was a lot different than Spring Break. It was Stand and Deliver Night 2. Not bad. I mean, you had Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. That was a hell of a match. Awesome. Shotzi and Ember versus The Way. It was was. there. I'm not, I wasn't overly excited about that one. Mm -hmm. Gargano versus Bronson Reed surprised me. I didn't expect to care about it as much as I did by the end. I think Reed is over delivering in a lot of things. Like Bronson Reed to me was a fine competitor, decent, but. He continues to over-deliver, and I don't know if it's just his selling or he knows his character well, but, like, Bronson Reed delivers every time I watch him. And the last two matches on the card, Balor versus Cross and Cole versus O'Reilly was a battle. Mm-hmm. That was another one. The couple times I've seen them, like, I saw them at Final Battle a few years ago for the ROH title. Didn't expect to be over the moon about it because, I mean, I like these guys, but... It's not like the match that I'm overly excited for. Mm-hmm. And it over-delivered. O'Reilly yeah. won the title. And then not too long after that, they had the rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. But this match was amazing. It drew I, me in more than I expected to be in. I love last night, too. I don't know if you caught this. They did a great job of selling it. Almost like it's going to continue. They basically showed Cole being led on a stretcher out. And then as O'Reilly's walking in the back, they, you know, they show footage of him passing out and they get him on a stretcher and they're both going to the hospital. And you just hear Cole saying, you son of a bitch, you're going to die. I'm going to get my hands on you. You ain't shit, O'Reilly. You ain't shit. And they're bleeping it out. And yeah. I thought, that's a pretty good way to follow it. And they kept him off TV for a week. And then they're supposed to have O'Reilly back to talk next week. And I thought, oh, that's good. you know. Yeah, and it was a hell of a way, like, to sell the aftermatch. I don't think I've seen that kind of selling no. by the company. Mm-mm, not a long time. I think of that. Yeah. So, and then let me see. There's so many events. The next one I watched, Jesus, it was WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I'm going to well, go over this quick. Yeah. Bad bunny and the Miz really stood out for me. Bad bunny over delivered. I, yeah. I would like to see him back at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think what Pat Oates said was true, though, that you got to not see him for a while. To right, right, right. 
But yeah, for as for like a guest coming in and participating for a celebrity participant with a not an athletic background, blown away. Yeah, yeah. Also, trying to obviously Banks and Bianca stood out. Cesaro, Seth Rollins on night one. Cesaro's a freak of nature. The UFO. If you haven't seen that, that is an amazing move. It's like an airplane spin with no hands. It's (laughs) it's ridiculous. I watched WrestleMania's back-to-back nights, and mm-hmm. I think I actually watched most of them in one night because I did fall asleep during night two because mm-hmm. this third shift schedule has got me all fucked up. And mm-hmm. me and my brother just decided, hey, let's watch night one. We were able to fast-forward through the stuff that we wanted to like right. pass by. And then we watched night two live, and you can't fast-forward. You can't do anything. Right, right. So it was... <laughs> I went back and I watched Owen Zane that lived up to expectations. Yeah, like me and Pat talk about too. Thankfully, WWF getting it right for a change and realizing we didn't want to see one of the Logan, one of the Paul brothers as a baby face. <laughs> you know, like we wanted to see that guy get stunned and I was happy they did that. Yeah, it seemed like they did everything right with WrestleMania. Even that rain delay was something that we've never seen in the history of WrestleMania and the way they played it off, yeah. I thought it was pretty exceptional. Yeah, and you kind of got to see who could do interviews and who couldn't, and you know, really good stuff. Also, uh, not to backtrack, but Samoa Joe did a great job with his sit-down interviews for NXT over the weekend. Oh yeah, the, that's got to be like the staple of things now. It really had that old Jim Ross feel. Mm-hmm. It almost had like when they have the sit-down talks with basketball players or football players, yeah. and it's like an off-site interview. It had that professionalism, and I just love the touch that it added. And uh, as we are taping this, it's on a Wednesday night. And uh, like you said, we just saw NXT. I do hope Samoa Joe, now he's off the commentary team. I'll leave people with this. I do hope maybe before this airs, but Friday on SmackDown that he shows up and maybe challenges Roman or something. Because if he's not going to be commentating, I really hope this means we're going to see Joe back in the ring. One of my favorites. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of different moves with commentary. They got the new guy on Raw. Yeah. What did you? What do you think of? I believe I only that. heard a little bit of it. Sounds like just another dude to me. I don't know. Like he didn't stand out. He's obviously pretty new. He wasn't Alex Marvez or anything. Like no. That. So he knew how to project his voice. He comes from a sports background. I was talking to somebody. I think it might have been Pat. Actually, hopefully, uh, you know, he gets a chance. But you know, working for Vince. <laughs> on the main roster that's yeah. gonna be hard you know so we'll see, we'll see i mean he sounds good i mean what i confused is there's also a new announcer on mlw ray flores yes and now it's that, just getting used to all these different right now flores though comes from a combat sports background he's done stuff with boxing and everything and mlw is presented more like a combat sports so i think in courts obviously Probably a more understanding person. So (laughs) now the next thing I watched was Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pro present Have Fun Be Sad. This was the card that was headlined by Violences Forever, Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini versus Finn Juice. Mm. Excellent match. I think the crowd wasn't as fired up for it as I feel they could have should have been. But I mean, I'm also like an indie wrestling nerd, so I was way excited for that. J.D. Drake versus A.J. Gray for the Bone Storm Championship. That was a hell of a match. Our man J.D. Drake took the loss. 
AC Mack versus Myron Reed. AC Mack was a guy we saw in a couple shows that had an interesting entrance and another one of the standout stars of the weekend. It was uh, Nolan Edward versus Angelus Lane in an unsanctioned death match. Man versus woman. This, <laughs> this thing was wild. Like Cats versus dogs. Yeah, Cats like it's ahead. weird. I mean, for me, it doesn't seem too wild because I've watched how many death matches this weekend. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening to this as a WrestleMania review and you're like, what's this Southern Underground Pro? <laughs> Man versus woman death match. It, it lives up to the hype. It was something wild. Now, I finally got around to Beyond Wrestling Time Capsule. I actually watched this this morning. The show stood out because it had no commentary, and I didn't realize that until oh, halfway through. Interesting. But they had four matches to kick off the show, and the winners of each of these matches entered into a four-way match for an IWTV title contendership at some point. Who holds that belt, you know? That is Lee Moriarty at the moment. Oh, Chef Moriarty is more right. All right. <laughs> so Gary J, Anthony Stone, former guest of the show Dave Cole, and Dan Barry moved on. Oh, with Dave Cole. Dave Cole eventually winning the spot to have a future title shot. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten a chance to send him a message privately yet, but I mean, from the podcast, we want to congratulate him. He's not been in the ring terribly much that we've been aware of. He's been doing a lot of great art for the collective. New Japan for us, yeah. but it's good to see him get back in the ring and get a shot like this. Most Who else was on this? Allison K beat Shug D. That was a hell of a match. Ricky Shane Page and Vincent Nothing versus the besties in the world. He ain't nothing. <laughs> you remember Sean Maluda, right? From the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in a tag team with Jaka from Beyond. They're called oh, yeah, the Island yeah. Kings. They won. They are a hell of a team. Jaka used to team up with uh, Dickerson, and they would team up with Pride and Powerful, too, right? Yes, they were all a part of Team Pazuzu. And Dave, I there might have been... I watched one of the ICW Tough Man. It was like they had a mat on the floor, and it mm -hmm. was surrounded by a cage, and it looked almost like a Bloodsport UFC-type thing. I had to get my sleep in today, so I only watched a couple matches, but Sorry. that's kind of the review for, you know, WrestleMania weekend, including the indies. I highly recommend IWTV to check out both the indies you're familiar with, Chikara, CZW, but you can also check out like a Southern Underground Pro, a Hood mm -hmm. Slam, get the deeper ones. And obviously, I recommend the GCW Collective. Anything GCW is worth it. Yeah. And I would say, like I said, from what I watched this weekend, guys, definitely check out Bloodsport. That was really good. And GCW's Spring Break was entertaining as well. Very, um, it's very entertaining. It's a long show. So, uh, you know, we definitely gave you the highlights. So check it out, though. Yeah, and it's it's come a long way. That used to be a midnight show that would end at like 3 a.m. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay awake during a Janela Sasuke match. And it's amazing. But it's also like three in the morning and you just got through the clusterfuck <laughs> battle royal, which just doesn't seem to end. And he wasn't probably drinking water, folks. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't remember the weekend. It was a couple of years ago, but it, we were definitely hurting. But guys, thank you for joining us again for this special episode because we know not everybody watches the indies, but mm. 
shit. At one point, we were indie wrestling with an edge. We gotta, we gotta give you the underground. <laughs> Goodbye, old friend. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys. Have a good. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 